BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Marcelo top of the key into a triple. Yes. A.B. for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Quick Clack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Happy Saturday, BYU basketball fans. Hopefully your Saturday is treating you well. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented as always by Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Today, the BYU Cougars look to rebound from Wednesday's loss on the road at Pepperdine as they host the Pacific Tigers. Now, the Cougars were originally supposed to host San Francisco today, but that game was postponed due to USF being in COVID protocol. Well, BYU and Pacific decided to move their game on February 6th up and they will play today instead. And after BYU's loss in Malibu, I I actually think it's a pretty good thing that the Cougars were able to get right back out on the floor and play. BYU lost by three to Pepperdine, but too many turnovers, just not shooting the ball well enough, were just too much to overcome, even though they only lost by three. Now, the bench played well, led by Spencer Johnson and Caleb Lohner. But it wasn't enough. The good news for BYU is that the loss may have slightly dinged the Cougars' seeding in the postseason and dropped some of their metrics a bit, but it didn't take them out of the NCAA tournament conversation. In fact, by most accounts, they are still firmly in uh, in one bracket. They dropped a spot, but they are by no means on the bubble. Uh, they are still firmly a postseason team and destined for the NCAA tournament, barring any other setbacks. But right now, that loss did not hurt BYU. Certainly not a loss that you want, uh, but in terms of postseason, it was uh, was not devastating to the Cougars' resume. Now, Pacific has been one of the programs hit very hard with COVID postponements and cancellations. They've had 13 games that they have not played. The Tigers' last game was at Gonzaga a week ago. Pacific comes in with just eight games played, 5-3 and three record. They are 2-2 two and two in the WCC. Jalil Tripp no longer in Stockton. He's now in the NBA with the Memphis Grizzlies. The guys to watch today are guard Dennis Jenkins and forward Jeremiah Bailey. Also, former LMU Lion Jordan Bell is now with the Tigers. And Pacific is not a great shooting team. They struggle mightily from the three as well. And it was interesting. We had their play-by-play guy, Zach Beirudi, on BYU Sports Nation earlier this week. Actually, I think it was on Thursday. And when I asked him what type of team Damon Stoudemire has this year, he said, quote, I don't know. And he wasn't being flippant or trying to be cute. He just mentioned how hard it's been with the school pausing all activities. You had no games, no consistent practices, and just the fact that it's tough for a team to gel when you just can't do anything consistently to prepare. So that's kind of what uh, type of team is coming in today to face BYU. And if you're the Cougars, you're making sure today isn't the day that the Tigers figure it all out. Today's pregame interview is with big man Matt Harms. And Matt has come into Provo and made his presence felt. He's second on the team in scoring at 11 points per game, not to mention what he brings defensively with four rebounds and two blocks a game. And don't forget the countless shots that he alters because of his size. After his career-high 23 against Portland, Harms' offensive numbers have dipped to just six points in each of the last two games. Nobody needs to be concerned, however. He's aggressive around the rim, and that will certainly translate into those numbers jumping back up. 
one of the hallmarks of this team as we've seen so far this year is its ability to put losses behind them. And I asked Matt if that's exactly what the team has done after the loss at Pepperdine. When you have a game on Wednesday and you play a game on Saturday, uh, you know, that's a quick turnaround. So you can't be stuck in those losses. Uh, you know, every, you know, most basketball teams lose. Uh, you know, not a lot of teams get, go undefeated every year. So most teams are going to experience a loss at some point throughout the season. Uh, and, you know, decent teams, okay teams, sometimes they linger on those losses. But what great teams do is they learn from those losses right away. That's what we did. You know, we came in Thursday. We immediately watched the film. We sat there, we, you know, we really were truthful with ourselves. Like, here's where we went wrong. This is where we lost the game. These were the things we needed to pick up on. And we had a great practice that day. Uh, so those are the things, you know, that we know that great teams do. And we're trying to have habits that great teams have because we're trying to be one of those teams at the end of this year, you know, that makes a deep run in a tournament. So we need to start building those habits now that after a loss, you need to pick up where you left off and see where you can grow. And that's what we did. You know, I've actually had this conversation with some of your teammates, and I I find it really interesting because the ability to be able to move on and, and put things behind you. A lot of times you don't have that with a either a young team or a team that has a lot of new pieces. You guys have a lot of new pieces. So I'm curious as to why you think this group has been able to do that successfully, to not dwell on things, whether they're good or bad, you can just move forward. You know, while this is a, a quite a new group, I think it's a very mature group. You know, if you look at, you know, we start three seniors, Colby Lee's a junior, Richard Harwood's a retro junior. Uh, you know, Gideon Wallace's his first year here. He's a junior, you know, coming out of junior college, of course. Uh, you know, Caleb is younger, of course. But then we have, you know, Spencer's playing a lot. Connor's playing a lot. Those guys are those guys are also upperclassmen. You know, Spencer's a guy that's been through a lot, even though it's his first year here. So we have a group that's been through a lot, even, even though it's not been through a lot together yet. You know, and at this point, you know, we've been through, actually, we have been through a lot together already at this point in the season. Uh, but even though we don't have those three years, you know, together, like a group like Wisconsin maybe has that, you know, where all those guys have been playing together for four years, you know, individually, we've all been through a lot and learned a lot from those experience uh, experiences. So I think we have, you know, we do have that resilience in us, even though it hasn't been together, we have all built that individually and are now bringing that together. You touched on it a second ago. It is a quick turnaround when you play Wednesday, but there was a chance that you guys were going to have to wait six days before you could play. How nice is it for you guys to be able to just get right back at it? Uh, it's very nice. You know, like when you when you have a loss, uh, you always want to play as soon as possible uh, just to be able to, you know, leave it behind you and improve. Waiting six days, of course, you know, we would have been ready for it. We would have been ready for our next opponent regardless whether we had one day or ten days of practice. Um, but it is very nice to be able to, you know, come in here, Uh, on a Saturday, you know, after that Wednesday loss to come in here and and get another game on the schedule. Now that you've had a couple of games in the West Coast Conference, I'm curious your thoughts on playing in conference in the WCC versus what you had been used to in the Big Ten. How do they compare or do they even compare? Uh, I mean, it's very different. You know, the Big Ten is, of course, known for its very own brand of basketball. And, you know, here on the West Coast, it's, it's very different. I think you could compare the the West Coast Conference probably to the, the conference like the Pac-12 but, you know, comparing to a conference like the Big Ten, it's just really different. It's the Big Ten is, you know, that old school, just grind it out. We're going to hit each other for 40 minutes. Every single person, if you're not 220 pounds, you can't play, uh, um, even if you're a guard, basically. So it's uh, it's a very different league. Of course, it's a very physical league over there. It's a very slow league in terms of pace. Maybe outside of Michigan State, there's not a, really, a lot of teams really interested in pushing the ball super fast. Uh, that's very different out here. You know, a lot of teams – are really willing to push the ball. Maybe the only team that isn't doing that as much is St. Mary's. Uh, St. Mary's is kind of the Wisconsin of, of this league, I would say. Uh, you know, that team that really slows it down on you. 
Uh, but outside of that team, outside of St. Mary's, everyone is really willing to push. You know, Pacific is really willing to push. They're going to be, uh, of course, going to be doing that a lot. It's a huge part of their game. Play very fast. You know, with a lot of pace, a lot of ball screens. So it's it's really that West uh, the West Coast brand of basketball you see out here. It's very different. Have you gotten used to the smaller gyms? I know there hasn't been fans in there, but that's one of the things that I think uh, BYU had to get used to was playing in the smaller gyms. Has that been a little different? Right. I actually really like the smaller gyms. I think they have a lot of character to them. You know, like it's it's places that clear. You know, have a lot of history to them that have been around for a while. You know, Pepperdine's gym has that has that really small feel. You know, I think every single one we've been to uh, has kind of had that same feel. You know, St. Mary's especially was really small. Uh, but I feel like it has a lot of character. You know, of course, you wish it was packed with fans. Um, but it has a lot of character to play playing in those gyms. But, of course, it's always nice to be back in the, in the wide open Marriott Center. You mentioned Pacific, and this is a really interesting team. I'm having a hard time kind of figuring them out. They've had a lot of cancellations and a lot of postponements. They've only played eight games. What's the scouting report? What have you guys been focusing on with this team? Uh, you know, this I would say this team just plays hard. Uh, it's... That's kind of the scout on them. You know, they have just have talented players, one through five. Uh, I think their their bigs are probably the most talented shooting the ball. Uh, but I think they're all capable from three. Yeah, really, that would just be it for me. You know, number one would just be a team that really plays hard uh, and is good as try to, you know, just punch you in the mouth from the start and see how you respond. Uh, that's what they're really good at, and that's how we are going to have to match that energy from the beginning of the game. What's your own personal mindset uh, heading into this matchup? What are you looking to accomplish? Uh, you know, of course, I'm, I'm looking to set that set the tone for that physicality early. I think that's really important for our bigs. You know, every single game, you know, we we talk among each other and we're like, hey, we got to set the tone first. We got to be the team to hit first, and we know that starts with us at the four five position. So me and Cole, we're going to come in there, going to do our thing, and then when Rich and Caleb come in there, we're going to you know we're going to ask them to to continue that trend for us. You know, we've been throwing it inside a lot more. We've been really successful with that uh, over the past few games. So we're we're ready to be that anchor down low with our group with our group of four, you know, of uh, of our guys at the four and five. So that's personally for me, and that's for all our guys at the four and five. You know, it's me, Colby, Rich, and Caleb. Uh, we're looking to really set the tone physical with physicality on offense and defense. That was a BYU big man Matt Harms, and whether it's an interview that I do with him or I hear him speak, I am always just uh, super impressed with that young man. His interviews are money, and I appreciate him taking a few minutes uh, before we get you uh, ready for the game against uh, Pacific today at the Marriott Center, tip-off 4 o'clock Mountain Time, so we are just about 50 minutes away from tip-off. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we'll head next door. I'm at BYU at the BYU Broadcasting Building. Right next door is the Marriott Center. That's where we will go on the other side for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, continues right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. The BYU Cougars hosting the Tigers of Pacific. It's time for our courtside conversation. Former BYU basketball star Mark Durant. You'll hear him on the broadcast this afternoon with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. And Mark, it's always good to talk to you. How you doing, my friend? Mr. Shepard, I'm doing great. Here we go again. Time to bounce back. Tough loss against 
the waves, but uh, time to get back right to ship, as Ab- they say. Absolutely. And, you look, certainly the loss to Pepperdine was frustrating. But the good news is, is it did not damage BYU's postseason hopes. Um, what about that game stood out to you? Turnovers are the things that really stood out to me. That was kind of the one glaring thing. Uh, that if BYU had been able to overcome some of the turnovers, I think it probably turns out in a, in a different manner. Uh, what were your takeaways? Is there something else beyond the turnovers that stood out to you? Yeah, well, they did they did enough to win but didn't make plays at the end. But on the road, you, you can't put yourself in that position late in the game to rely on a bounce or rely on, on no shot going in. I mean, it's if you play that many close games, you're going to lose one of them eventually. I mean, it's just going to happen. And uh, turnovers were an issue, obviously. Uh, rebounding was an issue late. Um, but I think, you know, watching the first game against Pepperdine, I was very concerned about going to their place to play because uh, they had a, a, a nice approach schematically, I think, to BYU. First of all, they were going to try and take away the big men because and not a lot of teams had done that to BYU and be super physical. I think Pep, Pepperdine realized where the strength of this team is and that's inside the paint and being able to score in the paint they would just really work to push guys like harms off the block and not let let the big guys get a look so in order to be able to do that obviously you're going to give up some stuff and and pepperdine was willing to give up the three-point shot and byu wasn't great from the three-point line here and i knew that they that would only go down at pepperdine because you're on the road and to me, it was about just not being able to hit what, what Pepperdine was willing to give you. That's a three-point shot. If they just make a couple of those, it's a different game, and they, they shot poorly. And it's been it's been a real problem this year that they've kind of hidden somewhat with the play of the big men and the play uh, and the play of the defense, that they've been able to win games notwithstanding they're shooting poorly. But, it's you know, as teams kind of figure that out, they're going to say, hey, if you want to beat us, you're going to have to make some shots. We're not going to get beat inside like it may, may have been willing to a little bit earlier. And you, It's really weird, Jason, as I ramble on here, but, you know, Greg tweeted this out that three years ago they were 240th in the nation in three-point shooting, went to first in the nation last year, first. And now they're back down over 200 again. And, yeah. I mean, that's just really weird. Tells you, obviously shows you how good Jake Toulson and TJ uh, were from the three-point line. But BYU is – so much better than what they're performing from from the three-point line and anyway we can talk about that more if you want but you know that's that's really the thing that's keeping this team from just being awesome is ability to shoot consistently from three well and that you know the the good news is and we had talked about this in previous uh pregame shows you know byu had won four in a row their their overall record is still very very good so the fact that they're able to win as many games as they have and the perimeter shooting numbers are, are not even close to what they were last year, you know, that's still a very positive thing. Now, the, obviously, the numbers can still go up, and that's still obviously the hope, uh, but I do think that speaks very highly of, of the production that the coaching staff is getting out of this team. Well, they play great defense, and they've got size. So what that tells me is they're going to be in most of the games unless you're playing Gonzaga. You know, they're going to, uh, that team can get away from you, but they're going to have a chance to win every game, and and they've been very good at performing late. weren't so good against Pepperdine, but they've done a nice job otherwise in performing late and getting the win. Um, and, you, you know, we talked about three-point shooting, but they've got some real strengths. I mean, that the depth that this team brings yeah. is really remarkable. They wear teams down a lot of the times. And, and so that they've got the defense. They've got the depth going for them. They've got really good inside play. They've got a rim protector back there in harms. It's on the floor a lot. And so it makes it tough for teams. And, 
and, and you know, if the teams are going to be able to stick around maybe because the three-point shot is such a big deal in college basketball. If a team's making threes and you're making twos, they don't have to make as many threes to keep up with you if you're only making twos. And so uh, BYU's kind of been in some tight games, but they performed well. And like I said, eventually, though, if you're in tight games a lot, you're going you're gonna to have a Pepperdine-type game. I mentioned this in the first segment. Um, we had Zach Bayrudi, the play-by-play man for Pacific uh, on BYU Sports Nation, and I had asked him, you know, what type of team does Damon Stoudemire have this season? And Zach, you know, seriously said, I, I don't know. There, there just has been so many starting and stopping for this team and not being able to practice and certainly having, you know, 13 games that have either been postponed or canceled. What do you make of this matchup tonight? Because this, to me, this just screams... Like a, like a team, speaking of Pacific, that's just coming in still trying to figure out who they are. Yeah, it's almost like they're still in their preseason working it out. They've only played, what, eight games, and BYU's doubled that at least. And and, uh, and starting and stopping, that's hard on a team to really get a flow and figure out who you got. And they got this pretty young team. And, uh, you know, very. I think they just kind of rely on their athleticism to try and win games because they're not good offensively, but they you know, always have good athletes, and they'll run and gun a little bit with you. But it, it you know... It's hard to, hard to know because they haven't really played anyone. They got a nice win over Santa Clara and LMU, and that kind of perked my interest. So, well, Pacific looks pretty good, but then they've had some weird weird games. Got drilled by Pepperdine as well, and and they're just not a good shooting team. So I think if BYU can play solid defense and get back in transition and not turn the ball over, that it's going to be hard for Pacific to really score enough in the Merritt Center to have a chance against BYU, but like like you said, it's hard to tell. Right, we haven't seen really a lot of the faces. There's no little trip or anything like that, so it's they're young, and so we'll see how they perform on the road here in the Merritt Center. For BYU, obviously, there's a lot of guys. You want everybody to play well. Is there a guy in your mind who you think needs to play well today? I think Alex Barcelo needs a, a game. I think he needs. He's suffering a little bit right now with his confidence. He's in a big slump. He's not shooting the ball well from the three. And I just think this team needs Alex Barcelo. And even if it's not about necessarily needing him to score, but needing him to just be feeling good about his game and, and leading this team. And I, I, I just don't think he's in a, a, a great place uh, offensively right now. I mean, to me, he's a guy that should be shooting 15 to 20. He's not even really looking for his shot. And when he does, he doesn't shoot with a great deal of confidence. And that's crazy because the dude was shooting like 65% for most of the year for three. <laughs> and like, man, if you shoot 65, let it go, man. But he just seems a little tentative. And there's a lot of guys that c- kind of could play better, but you have a lot of depth, so that doesn't worry me. But it's, it worries me when your best player is not playing as good as he should. And so I'll go with Alex. You know, I think if you're the Cougars, and I touched on this with Matt Harms uh, in the the interview in the last segment, I think if you're BYU, you are so grateful to have this game today. You know, this is a game where originally, you know, obviously you were supposed to play San Francisco. It was postponed because of the COVID protocols. After that loss on Wednesday, you were looking at potentially having to wait almost six days, almost a full week to be able to play. I think this team comes out ready to go. They have an opportunity to play and erase what happened on Wednesday. Oh, man, there's nothing nothing worse than sitting on a loss, man. It's just miserable for everyone. The practices are so miserable. You just want to play again. And I mean, who knows if they even get your games next week with San Diego. I mean, half, the, half the freaking league is, is paused <laughs> right now. So you've you got to get the games in. And this was 
this was really nice to and, and Pacific needs the games too and yeah. so I mean, this is a, is a good setup and I'm glad they got it done because BYU needs to play all right Mark last thing Ken Garf Honda Nissan and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present our keys to the game what are your keys to tonight's game I think uh Pacific's going to have to live or die on turnovers and offensive rebounds. So I'm going to say if you're under 12 on each of those, BYU will win. All right, Mark, great stuff. Always enjoy our conversations. Uh, Have a good call with Greg, and we'll hear you guys coming up in just a few minutes. All right, thanks, my friend. There we go. That's Mark Durant, our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center site of today's matchup between the Cougars and the Pacific Tigers. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores and college hoops. Plus, two other local teams have already played. We'll update you on their games as well. More Cougar pregame live right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Welcome back in. Jason Shepard with you. The Cougars and the Tigers, BYU, looking to begin a new winning streak after having its four-game win streak snapped on Wednesday on the road in Malibu. Let's update you on some other action going on. We will start locally. Two other local teams have already played, and they are finals, and both were victorious. The University of Utah won on the road at Colorado by 3, 77-74, and Weber State won at Idaho, and the Wildcats won this one going away, 81-62 in favor of the Wildcats. Coming up later on tonight locally, uh, Utah Valley hosting Tarleton, uh, that game at 6 o'clock in Orem, and Dixie State on the road at California Baptist, that game tipping at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Also locally today, women's soccer, BYU, they will be up in Harriman today at the RSL practice site, the indoor site. Uh, They will have an exhibition game against Weber State. Uh, That will get underway at uh, 5 o'clock. That can be seen on uh, the BYU TV app. Uh, But this will be the one and only exhibition game for BYU women's soccer. And then a week from today, uh, also up in Harriman at the RSL indoor uh, training site, uh, the Cougars will be taking on the University of Utah to begin the regular season, so uh, that'll be on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Greg Rubel will uh, have the call of that one. So we're, we're getting into spring soccer as well, and uh, no surprise and certainly well-earned, uh, BYU women's soccer picked to win the West Coast Conference uh, as they usually are because they usually do. So uh, good luck to BYU women's soccer today against Weber State in exhibition play. All right, West Coast Conference Basketball, no games to start. In fact, BYU and Pacific will be the very first game that will tip. Uh, coming up later on tonight, actually before that, want to make you aware that San Diego and LMU, that game has been postponed. Uh, but the good news for BYU is the issue is not with San Diego. The COVID protocols and the reason that the game has been postponed is because of LMU. And the reason I bring that up, the Cougars are on the road at San Diego on Tuesday. So this is not an issue with the Toreros. So as of right now, that uh, that does not uh, hinder anything from taking place on Tuesday. But that game has been postponed for today. Coming up at 6 o'clock Mountain Time, number one, Gonzaga on the road at Pepperdine, and then also postponed tonight, Portland and Santa Clara. Top 25 action, games going on right now. 
Under two minutes to go in this one. Number three, Villanova with a seven-point lead at Seton Hall. It is 69-62 in favor of Villanova. Second half action, 14 minutes. Number two, Baylor with a big lead over Auburn, 51-38. Number 16, Florida State trailing at Georgia Tech. Yellow Jackets with a... 43-35 to 35 lead with 15 minutes to go in the second half. Some finals for you. Number 24, Oklahoma, takes down number 9, Alabama, 66-61. to 61. Number 10, Texas Tech, winning at LSU, 76-71. to 71. Florida upsets number 11, West Virginia, 85-80. to 80. Number 12, Missouri, gets the win over TCU, 102-98. Penn State takes down 14th-ranked Wisconsin, they win by 10, 81 to 71. All right, coming up next, we're going to get you next door to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Brubel. Good afternoon, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus as today the Cougars look to start a new win streak after seeing their four-game run come to an end in a midweek Malibu matinee. Wednesday's three-point loss at Pepperdine putting a dent in the Cougars' postseason portfolio, but now comes a chance to polish it up with a home win over Pacific. I'm your play-by-play presenter, Greg Grubel. I'm back alongside my broadcast partner for the last 24 seasons, the former Cougar hoopster himself, Mark Durant. And, Mark, it was at this exact stage last season that BYU went on the road, lost a double-digit lead at San Francisco, lost that game, took a step back, and then went on a tear that locked down what would have been an NCAA tournament bid. Now, a year later, after an almost identical type of loss at Pepperdine, the Cougs get the chance to bounce back again and get on another roll at the most important time of the year. Well, first of all, great job on the call the other night or the other day against Pepperdine. I was sad that I wasn't there, but a virtuoso performance. I listened to the whole thing. You're amazing. And every once in a while, you'd stop talking. you just pause, and I'd start talking. And my <laughs> my cat would kind of raise up and say, look at me. I realized I'm not on the radio. That was hard for me, but you did a great job. Now, for the most part, I mean, the guys did a pretty good job. They, they got bit at the end there, and that, that's what happens when you're in close games. But you go back to that San Francisco game, how despondent we were after that game, how that turned out. We went out to, to drown our sorrows with the great St. Kim at a restaurant, and we, we thought we, we weren't going to make the NCAA tournament. Oh, this is the end of the world. And then they just roll off these, this streak of wins and then beat Gonzaga, and all of a sudden you're talking about going deep into the tournament and your lock and all that kind of stuff. So the moral of the story, Greg, is if you're – if you're going to do bad things, if you're going to mess up in life, make sure the last 10 years of your life are the, your best because that's what really counts, and that's what will count. February is what really will count. Well, tonight and February will count for BYU for, for their future prospects. Cougars about to play their final January game this afternoon. After this break, we'll hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Coming to you live from the Marriott Center in Provo today, Mark Pope coaching his 50th game for BYU. His record after today is assured of being the second best for any BYU coach in his first 50. Coach Pope, 37-12 and 12 through 49 games, and among his many accomplishments is the fact that he's still yet to suffer consecutive defeats at any point, and today's another opportunity to keep that particular streak alive. And in my pregame interview with Coach Pope, presented by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. I asked the coach what it takes to keep answering the bell and getting back on a positive track. Well, the first thing is good fortune. I mean, that's such an important part of this game. Um, sometimes things just roll your way and it, it, it happens. Uh, that's the part that we have no control over. The part we have control over is, um, you know, and, and listen, uh, Coach Rose uh, was the same way for a long time. He was just, he would not lose two games in a row. And, um, you know, what we talk about on our team is how are you going to respond? It's, it's a question we ask ourselves every day. Um, and when you've heard me say this a hundred times, right, it's not the game doesn't care what, what happened two minutes ago or what's going to happen two minutes from now. It, ha- it cares how you're going to respond right now. Like, what are you going to do about it? So we took a heartbreaking loss on Wednesday, and the only thing the game cares about right now is what are you going to do about it? Like, how are you going to respond? It's one of the most beautiful things, um, I think, in this life that we get to live is that um, – and it's the same question that life is asking us all the time. It doesn't really matter what happened before. What's more important is how are you going to respond to it. And my guys are built that way. They've really adopted that mantra. And so we're going to keep fighting and, and getting better and, and really taking our response to things seriously. And hopefully we'll continue to have good fortune. What are some things you could improve on from Wednesday that actually will pay dividends in a game like today's against Pacific? Well, clearly, especially down the stretch, um, our, our physical approach to the game was lacking a little bit. Uh, it wasn't a, a lack of effort, but it was just a lack of focus, I think. Um, uh, we we kind of uh, lost our way a little bit in transition defense. We kind of got spread, and, and really it was a huge failure on our part to communicate in real time, which is such a challenge. It's a challenge with, with transition defenses that it's 10 moving parts on the court simultaneously in a matter of seconds, and you have to make uh, split-second decisions and communications about decisions with your teammates. And we just we didn't, we, we didn't perform well in that area. Um, um, those are you know, two staples of a good basketball team. You have to be able to rebound the ball, and you have to be able to guard in transition. And we've been actually really, really uh, successful in those two categories, and, and we let ourselves down a little bit in those two areas at the end of the game. So uh, that is, um, you know, the, that's on the board every single game uh, from the beginning of time till the end of time is one of the key points. And um, we'll, we'll shore that up. We're going to have a bigger challenge tonight. This Pacific team is even more physical mm-hmm. and, and certainly uh, bigger bodied than um, Pepperdine and and um, certainly they've watched the same film for the last two days that we have of us getting beat up a little bit at, at, at Pepperdine and so I'm sure they're smelling blood and excited to come out and test us and we got to ring the bell. These guys want to go to the rim don't they? They love getting to the rim. Uh, it's interesting. They're a little bit built like Pepperdine in the fact that they're three, four, and five uh, shoot the three ball much more consistently and much more prolifically than their one and two. Yeah. So they're kind of an ins- a backwards team like that. Um, that that stretched us and causes some difficulties with Pepperdine. Uh, their their guards all want to get to the rim, and they're really really content playing in the mid range, which is which is a little bit of a unique approach in basketball today. Yeah, generally, it's, yeah. 
a little bit contrary to analytics. But, again, sometimes when you buck the common trend, it serves you well in the game of basketball. When you're doing something different than everybody else, sometimes it serves you really well. So it's a challenge we have to deal with today and against a really good team. Finally, are you satisfied with what your guys have given you since Wednesday in, in the lead-up to today's game? Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's we're such a results-based deal, so you ask me that here in four hours, and I'll have a better <laughs> answer for you. But um, I, I do know that my guys really take our locker room seriously. They really take um, coming to compete for each other seriously. Uh, they take um, performing for our fans really seriously. It means a lot to them. Uh, they lose sleep over it. Um, we had some tears and some, some long nights uh, among our players for all kind of different reasons over the last couple of days and and um and so it just it just shows you their heart and souls in it and so i, I expect that to show on the court today all right and hope we have a do i do have a positive conversation here a few hours from now coach uh, good luck thank you for the preview we'll talk to you post thanks Rick. that is mark pope and today's zions bank cougar pregame coaches show looking for an even more convenient way to shop at smith's try smith's click list order online then pick up curbside by the store visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details Coming up next, the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon once again, Cougar Nation, BYU and Pacific today. Pacific taking the place of San Francisco after USF had to cancel due to a COVID issue with the Dons. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Well, Wednesday's game at Pepperdine was the latest in which BYU got great production from the bench. Double-figure scoring for Spencer Johnson, Caleb Lohner, and Richard Harward, but it kind of underscored how relatively little BYU got from the starters, only 35 points. And BYU's winless this season when the starters combined to score fewer than 40. Mark, the team depth is tremendous. Uh, Pacific's coach, Luke Wicks, we're going to hear from him in, a, him in a bit, talks about the hockey line change ability for BYU. Great to have these reserves produced the way they do, but at the same time, BYU needs a few slumping starters to pick up their play a little bit right now. Reserves have been awesome for BYU, but and it's covered up a couple of sins for BYU because they have played so well, but you just can't kind of have those goose eggs from your entire guard line like they did against Pepperdine, particularly Alex Barcelo. I, you know, I, I'm wondering what's going on with Alex right now. He takes a, just a beating every game. I wonder physically if he's feeling good or, if, you know, you get hit so many times, you get a little gun shy, and obviously his three-point shooting has, has dipped. And uh, I just need to see Alex play better because I, I think regardless of what the rest of the starting five does, the reserves can kind of make up for it, but you can't make up for no Alex Barcelo. He he needs to play better. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from Pacific assistant coach Luke Wicks as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cooper Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. 
BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues today. BYU playing for a fifth straight win in its series with the Pacific Tigers after coming off a 24-day COVID-caused layoff. Pacific Open play, league play with back-to-back wins. Then came consecutive road losses at Pepperdine and Gonzaga. Both were blowouts. Of course, the Zags kind of boat race everyone these days. A short time ago, I spoke with assistant coach Luke Wicks about the opportunity to bounce back in a Saturday game that got put together on Wednesday night. You know, it's just good for the kids to get out on the court and play, uh, especially our team. You know, we've had a, we've had a lot of shutdowns, and, and you know, at the end of the day, it's the guys want to play and the kids want to compete, and that's the bottom line. Like we're we're willing to go anywhere and everywhere at this point just to get some games in. And we had a 44-day span where we played one non-D1 opponent, and you know, guys are just itching to get into any gym or anything. You know, they're just shut down, sitting in apartments, and it's it's hard on their mental psyche. Where do you feel best about things with your team right now? Well, if you would have talked to me uh, two weeks ago, we, we felt pretty good about our team coming off the quarantine. And, you know, one week doesn't define a season, um, even though it could it could end your season, you know, just because of the, the, the virus and everything. But, you know, at the end of the day, our guys have come every day. They fought through some injuries. They fought through the pauses. They fought through everything, and, and it's a good group of guys. And, and we really feel like we're we're starting to learn each other a little bit more. We're starting to learn tendencies offensively and defensively. Um, obviously, as a program, we always like to hang our hat. Like we got to be the toughest playing team, the hardest playing team, and and we really want to rebound the basketball. We think that you know, no matter where you play, whether it's home, road, or neutral, defense and rebounding is going to travel. Um, so. You know, we, we got we got punked last week on the boards, and, and that's not what our program's about. So uh, we're going to try and make a conceited effort out here to, to get on the glass and really pursue rebounds. And, and if we don't, you know, guys are going to understand that the bench is a valuable teacher. It's a great teacher. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's where we got we to be physical inside because BYU is obviously one of the bigger teams, not, not only in the conference but in the country. And they're, they're line changing like a hockey team yeah, with yeah. those four guys. And they just keep coming after you. So uh, we got to do a great job with that and, and match BYU's physicality. Just real quick on the BYU scout, what are a couple of real high points for you? You know, obviously, anytime you're playing BYU at home, I feel they tend to play a little bit faster, a little bit freer, and a, with a little bit more confidence like anyone at home. Um, but I think it's very apparent, whether it's a Dave Rose team or a Mark Pope team, that this team plays plays a little bit quicker at home so transition defense is one uh whatever it is is man he's a he's a jet he's a flash in the transition uh so we got to do a great job of loading to him and barcelo and not let them get easy buckets um and then in the half court obviously um yeah i think it's an inside out approach this year you know there's not one yoli childs down there right but with the four of them they all combine yep. to, to make into one big monster so it's kind of a four-headed monster they're throwing at you um, and then, you know, obviously Barcelo has stepped up and done what he should do is, you know, a junior becoming a senior and graduating so many of those guys, the Haas, the Toulsons, you know, Celius, all those guys, Dalton Nixon, all those guys that were in the program for so long. He stepped into a leadership role and, and he's doing what he needs to do. So uh, we got to do a great job, obviously, eliminating the big touches. Uh, we got to win the rebounding battle. And then we told him, you know, obviously you're second in the league in three points. I know you haven't been shooting it great the last couple games, yeah. but it's only a matter of time um, before that, that changes. So those are the three big keys for us. All right, Coach Wicks, great preview. Thanks as always for the time. We'll see you back in Stockton. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Ray. All right, that is Pacific assistant coach Luke Wicks. BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today.
More on BYU Pacific next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and Pacific tipping it off just after the top of the hour. Cougs 4-2 in league. Tigers 2-2. Two two. BYU with this one-game stop at home before heading back out on the road to visit San Diego and Portland next week. Great chance for BYU to string some wins together before St. Mary's comes to Provo here in 12 days. Mark after Wednesday's L at Pepperdine, and the margin for error gets a little thinner. Winning games you're quote-unquote supposed to win becomes imperative, and each one of these next three uh, qualify in that category. Yeah, i got to avoid the bad losses. I'd say any loss other than to... St. Mary's, LMU, and Gonzaga at this point would be a bad loss. It would hurt you very bad. And probably out of those three, you got to win two of them. So you always got their work cut out for them. They kind of put themselves behind the eight ball a little with that loss at Pepperdine. Final word before tip-off coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. All right, head back courtside here at the Marriott Center in Provo, getting ready for BYU and Pacific. Our national anthem, for which we will pause. Starting lineups coming up. Let's stay here for the anthem. Tip-off of BYU and Pacific next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.